Women Who Code is excited to announce the Applaud Her 100 Technologists to Watch Awards. We will be honoring and highlighting 100 diverse technologists who have shown impact, innovation, and leadership in the industry. Nominations are now open. Go to code.womenwhocode.com backslash 100-technologist-2-watch to nominate yourself or another amazing technologist before it closes Tuesday, February 28th. Now back to the podcast. Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Keep learning, keep practicing. The main thing is just to keep learning, um, whether it's through going to conferences or going to meetups, or if you're taking like Udemy or any classes like that, just keep on learning and surround yourself by people who are, you know, there to support you on your journey in technology. In the Women Who Code Career Nav segment of our show, you'll hear real world advice from people who are currently working in the technology industry and personally know the steps needed to succeed. My name is Tammy and I am a quality engineer for a security system company. Um, A little bit about me, I have over 20 plus years of experience in information technology, which ranges from um, being a teacher, being a web developer, working in data analytics, and currently working in quality engineering. So what about you, Dipali? Hi, Tammy. Nice to meet you. My name is Dipali. Hello, everyone. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Depends on where you are watching us um, on this podcast. Currently, I work as a product owner for a company called Pink Identity, which basically provides federated identity management and self-hosted identity access management IAM solutions to web identities and single sign-on solutions. Um, So that's pretty much about me. Um, I am really excited and um, um, stoked to be chatting here with Tammy today. Uh, It's going to be a really great conversation and we will be talking about tech career progression Uh, from start to transition and beyond, which I think a lot of people might be interested uh, in listening about. So, okay, uh, Tammy, um, can you tell us about how did you get started in your career? Sure. So I got started in my career, um, which began back um, in university when I was attending university. My major basically was accounting because I loved it a whole lot. I like numbers. Um, But as I was actually taking the classes, I was not doing too well. Basically, I was failing the classes. So while I was at the university, I was also working um, at the help desk. um, And one of the one of the people had asked me was like, um, why don't you take a class in IT? Um, Because I mentioned to him that I was not doing too well in accounting. But so he mentioned, why don't you just take a class in IT and see how that goes? I was reluctant. I was like, uh, I'm not sure. Um, but then I was like, okay, one class probably shouldn't hurt. So I took the class. I didn't do too well. So I went back to accounting. <laughs> Still didn't do too well. So I was like, let me give it a shot again. Let me see if I can try it one more time. So I tried taking the computer class one more time. And I believe I made like an A or B. And from that point on, it was like, 
I went on ahead and took all the classes in information technology. Um, and then I still kept my minor in accounting. So that's how my tech career actually began from university. And then once I had graduated, I found a job as a teacher, you know, teaching computer class and then working on database um, for that company. So that's how mine actually began. But what about you, Nepali? How did you actually get started in tech yourself? So I think the challenges are pretty much um, the challenges which you face in any job that you're doing. Um, in tech uh, industry, the challenges are basically because the tech is always evolving. You always have to keep up with the pace, with the new technologies. So you have to be willing to keep learning if you want to grow. Um, so that's one challenge. Um, so you have to spend some time uh, other than your work uh, to just, you know, keep up with the technologies and tech stack and stuff like that. So that's one challenge. Um, another challenge could be planning your and owning your own career, which I think a lot of us don't do in terms of figuring out what you want to do short term versus long term and then having to have uh, you know, directions in that sense. So that's something, it's not a challenge, but something to keep in mind always um, when you're working in tech, tech industry. Um, yeah, and um, there will be challenges in every step in your career. Um, I think um, you should be just open for them because um, challenges means that you are growing and um, it also gives me um, a satisfaction that I am, I can so solve those challenges. And uh, as a product owner, I think I have challenges every, every. I would not say every other day, but yeah, it's just full of challenges because of the, the, the tech industry, right? It's just high pace environment. You have to keep up with your, um, your peer and um, how the market is doing in general. So you have to do a lot of market studies and, and stuff like that, right? So, um, I like uh, solving challenges. So yeah, um, yeah, there are a lot of challenges. I just keep talking about it. But do just a short this answer is that you should be up for challenges. And if this is something, and, and tech industry is full of challenges. So um, uh, it'll give you a lot of challenges as long as you're up for it. So the poly that leads to another question. What were some of the other challenges you faced when moving to a different country? Okay. Yeah, right. That's very interesting. Um, when we talk about moving environments, like even moving from one company to another company would have its own challenges, right? The first main challenge would be the uncertainty that it might or will bring to you, right? So moving from countries, it's like, uh, because I have been born and raised in India um, and I have spent like quite a bit of time there because I graduated and I was working. And then uh, after working for a while, I moved to Canada. So it had its set of challenges in terms of personally, professionally. Um, yeah, so you are not, you know, like you are obviously very comfortable because the first challenge would be you won't be close to your family. So, um, you know, like if you, you have to do everything on your own, um, there won't be people to help you out. Um, you know, you just call your friends and family and they're always there to help you out. That's not going to happen. And also you will have to, you know, like in terms of professionally, you'll have to adjust to the culture and how people work in that particular environment. Um, so I was working like in the South Asian environment and now I'm more working in the North American style. So that 
So adaptation, learning, and how we do things here, uh, all those challenges. But yeah, so it brings a lot of uncertainty. Um, but then it's also a sign of you are growing. It's also aligned with your gro growth. So if you want to grow, I think, yeah. And then don't be scared of challenges. Life will have its own challenges depending on where you are and what you do, right? So um, tell me, okay, let me ask you this question. So what challenges like did you face when you were getting started in your career? Oh, wow. Well, after I graduated, even though I mentioned earlier that I did find a job, it took me a while to find a job, um, especially in, you know, the IT field. Um, so that was one of the challenges I faced. And then the second challenge that I also faced was that that I thought that I couldn't do it. I know it sounds like kind of like interesting, like, yes, I went to school for IT, but my other challenge was I had a hard time finding a job, but once I found a job, I was like, can I really do this? Can I really teach these students? Will they really know or see through me that I'm, I'm like, cannot teach them, you know, computer class? Will they also see through me at the job that I'm working at now? And I'm capable of doing databasing, even though I went to school for it. So those were some of the challenges I faced internally. But I'm glad that I also had my family there with me, you know, to talk to them about, you know, some of the challenges that I was facing um, and such. And they would, you know, let me know or say, hey, you know, it's going to be all right. Just keep on working at it. You know, you're you're straight out of college and, you know, things are going to happen like this. So just keep at it. So that was some of my challenges, just trying to, you know, keep it going, keep it focused and, you know just just keep on working right uh for me starting in tech like I basically did my bachelor's in electronic engineering and then when I was doing that I realized that this is not what what I want to do uh in uh, during my bachelor it was quite I mean not late but it's not the right time to realize that's not what you want to do but somehow I managed to get through my bachelor's and then I, I took a one year uh, gap because I really wanted to revisit and see what I want to do. Um, that was, I think, one of the best decisions that I made of, uh, you know, taking one year of gap and uh, thinking what I want to do. And then computers is always something that I have been always interested in. Um, so from electronic engineering, I uh, all, so I wanted to do computers, masters in computers. But the challenge there is that uh, you have to give exams and you have to be, you, you need to be qualified to get to into a good, good engineering college. So I had to do some preparations. Uh, those are uh, like a usual engineering preparations that you do for any engineering uh, uh, college. So I took the advantage of that one year um, and um, um, did some pre preparations gave some exams to certain universities that I was targeting and wanted to do my master's in. Uh, luckily, I got through in one of the university. And that's how I get into computers. And yeah, from there, it's, I just, because I wanted to do computers, so I just love uh, doing it. And then it was, I think, a um, very obvious path going forward to get into tech uh, from computers. Yeah, so that's how I get into tech. I got into tech. Pretty easy. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, Tammy, mm -hmm. um, you. I think you said that you uh, 
are doing quality engineering work in your bio. So what made you interested in quality engineering role specifically? Well, what made me interested in it is the fact that it's um, it's pretty much similar in my opinion. Well, it's similar to what I was going for in accounting. It's kind of like more structured. Um, some things are structured. I'll put it that way. Um, where it's structured, you have to go find issues and you know track them down. Or even if you don't, you know, then you still can be able to say it's okay. But I think part of what made me interested in it. Um, as I mentioned earlier, was that you find these issues, you report it, you write out the steps, you write out the processes, you go through um, reproducing it, you talk to the, you know, the developers and see if it's okay to write these things. So to me, that's what had actually made me interested. But again, it also made me interested when it was kind of like, how can I say, introduced to me in a way where it wasn't like forced. I was doing it gradually on each job that I was working on about five, about six years, six or seven years ago. Um, gradually, I didn't realize I was doing quality engineering. Like she would say, do test cases. And then my next job is like, oh, can you just test this? So it was like gradually coming on, but I didn't realize that I was beginning to like it. That was also another thing as well that made me interested. Um, and doing that. So it was just gradually, you know, came through just in increments each job that I had to do the testing. So that was also another thing as well that made me interested. And then the last job that I had was mainly some part manual testing and automation, which really made me interested in understanding how to do more manual testing as well as automation with it. So yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Like you were already exposed to mm -hmm. um, the profile that you took later on, which is which is great, right? Correct. Yeah. So that makes me wonder, um, do you have any tips for people or women looking into moving to quality engineer or become a quality engineer? Sure. I agree with you. I mean, I for this portion here, it goes in two directions or several directions. Let me put it this way, Nepali. So if you are just starting out um, as a quality engineer, you have no experience. One of the things that um, I find is if you're looking for a job and you're unable to, is to do volunteer. Like I'm volunteering for this open source project that has um, a section where you can be able to, you know, work with quality engineering if you are looking for a job. Now, if you're in your job like I was, this is another thing. If you're in your job already and you're trying to transition, um, another thing you can do is um, similar to what I did was little by little, um, like, hey, can I check this out for you or can I test this for you? Um, and that's how it actually starts um, by just, you know, doing several testing for people and then you get more and then you get more. Um, so those are some of the tips that I would um suggest if you're looking into getting into quality engineering. Yeah. But the same thing for you too, Diwali, what actually drew you into cybersecurity and identity management? Um, so it again, it's the same thing. Like um, it was an auto transition, like it happened for you in QA role. So for me, uh, when I was working with a company called CA Technologies, I was already exposed to some of these terminal knowledge. 
terminologies. Uh, sorry about that. So basically, uh, it's like for IAM and access management stuff, uh, like how you authorize. Um, so there are some protocols like OIDC, WS Trust, and uh, SAML and stuff like that. So I was already exposed to those uh, concepts. Um, and I, that just drew my attention more to it. So I wanted to learn more about it. And then the company that I was working for bought by some other company. So there were some, some location changes happening. So I was looking for um uh looking for a move somewhere else so that i can i don't have to change my location so here comes the pink identity uh which i came across is working on and solving the similar issues in the identity and access management um and we always know these data breaches and stuff like that happening every day with every company so um on a surface level we know things happen but uh, i also wanted to go into deep detail to understand how we can build softwares are more secure uh, and robust enough um, uh, to help with digitalization process, because I think that's the world where it's going to. And especially after COVID, we all learned that it's become a very crucial part of the world now. Um, so yeah, so just wanted to learn more about the process. So why not join a company which is, which is working um, towards solving that issue? So that made me join uh, IAM. So it seems like you have uh, um, recently transitioned from the engineering into product management. Can you talk a little bit more about that process? Uh, yes. So um, that is uh, recently from like few years, whenever I have been having my conversation with my manager about the long-term plan and how I want to do. Um, uh, so product is something I always wanted to try out. Um, and especially being a QA, because you are working with UI, UX, you are also working with product, you also work with engineering. So you are like in this in this layer, which is connected with all these um, uh, domains. So you get exposure. And uh, so that actually helped me understand the product more. And I also wanted to see how uh, clo more close to the customer, basically, how our customer using the product and um, what else we can do to help the, solve the problem. So why not just talk to the customer myself? Uh, so that's when, yeah, I moved to product. I think it, there's one more point which is worth highlighting here. Like if someone is um, uh, looking uh, to do a similar move, not from engineering to product, it could be vice versa from product to engineering or from somewhere else perhaps, right? Um, how do you go about it? So um it should be, I would say, supported by the leaders that you're working. And we should have an open environment. Luckily, luckily, I got that open environment. So my company is also supportive of the fact that um, if you should be working or solving a problem that interests you the most, um, so they don't want to work on something which doesn't interest you that much and you want to build your career somewhere else. So they were always being supportive of that. So that made my uh, move easier. And also, if uh, you are someone who is looking uh, for a change, um, start doing and learning more about, more about the domain. Uh, being a QA got me that exposure to learn more about the product and how it is. Um, so yeah, start doing more research on that. Start having conversation with the manager. And as an organization, we should have an open and supportive culture where people can grow irrespective of what they have been doing for uh, past few years. I totally agree with that and such. My previous company always used to say that my manager always it's important to understand she would say that it's important to understand the domain or the 
have domain knowledge about the product um, so that you can be able to understand the customers, the users that you're actually working with. She always encourage us to just understand the domain inside. Yeah. So that's the key. Usually. That's the key. Yeah, very important. <laughs> Is there any pro tip, Tammy, that you have for our audience or women working in technology? Um, there are several, um, but I'll name a couple of them. Um, one of the pro tips that I find is just keep learning, keep practicing. Um, the main thing is, as I mentioned earlier, just to keep learning, um, whether it's through going to conferences or going to meetups, or if you're taking like Udemy or any classes like that, um, just keep on learning um, and surround yourself by people who are, you know, there to support you on your journey in technology. Um, so what about you, um, Dipali? What is your pro tip? I agree with whatever you, you you just give. Just I'll just add on top of that is one thing that I always believe in is that uh, we as women, I think most of the people, we are very comfortable. We just want to be comfortable. So uh, keep that in mind. Be comfortable with uncomfortable situations because that is when you grow. Uh, push yourself. And yeah, if you're in technology, uh, you have to keep learning. So yeah, as you said, keep learning and and find a mentor if you can. That would, would just help in everything. That's so true. Find a mentor. They definitely yeah. do help in such. So. Yeah, that is correct. Cool. Um, now, as we wrap up, uh, any final thoughts, Tammy, that you want to uh, share with our audience? Um, the only final thought that I have is that um, if you want to, you can reach me um, on Twitter. Um, um, at DC Tech System. Um, so that's where I can be found at. And if you wanted to follow me, that would be great. Um, where um, I'm definitely um, talk more about software testing and um, post things about different events and things like that. So what about you, Nepali? What are your final thoughts? Um, so my final thoughts would be, yes, definitely. Feel free to reach out. I think uh, with the podcast, we'll be sharing all the my Twitter handle and my uh, LinkedIn profile. So you can feel free to um, ask me questions there about transitioning or you just want to chat. I'm pretty open to that. And I do support uh, initiatives like what Women Who Code is doing, basically um, helping women, um, you know, like uh, excel in tech career and technology roles. And I think we all need support. So I'm there. I just want to tell you that I'm there. So feel free to ask me any questions if you have on Twitter or LinkedIn. You are most welcome. Uh, with that, uh, I think we will almost at the time and we will wrap up. Um, thank you so much, Tammy, for being here and chatting with me. And thank you too, Dipali, for the same here. I've learned so much about um, your transitioning as well. So it was very, very um, insightful and very interesting to know about your journey. Glad and I wish help. you all the best and keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. And you too. You are an inspiration because doing and trying all these various roles is not easy. <laughs> no, it's me. not. Yeah. And that's one thing too for um, definite. It's okay. You know, at first I was like, I should stay in one role, but it's like, yeah, it's okay. I was in web, de web development, teaching data analytics. So, you know, in a variety of fields to get those experiences. So yeah, it okay. definitely was helpful. Right. Cool. Thanks for thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing your experience with us and our audience. Thank you so much, Tammy. Okay, thank you. Nice talking to you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye Take bye. care. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. 
To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.